You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You know, one of the most curious things to me since entering pharmacy in 2004 is the division, the non-communication and what I perceived as a go-to for pharmaceutical industries, the pharmaceutical manufacturers to tap into the knowledge of pharmacists to communicate messaging and education and general discussion about medications with physicians and how I realized that that wasn't happening back then. And guess what? It has completely changed over the years. And the division and that gap between physician and pharmacist has really um it's shortened, it's coming together, but I think there's still much work to be done. So when I get an opportunity live in the studio right now with me, PPN Pharmacy Podcast Network headquarters, Adam Gladio, the founder of RX Rise, uh, to be here. It's a it's a pleasure and it's an honor. Welcome, Adam. How are you? Oh, I'm great, Todd. Thanks for having me. Great to be at the uh, PPN World Headquarters here in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's good. It's good to be here. <laughs> It was a drive uh, from the international airport about an hour south. We're in Fayette County. There's not much going on here. We're actually positioned, if anybody knows, behind a fire hall right beside the Hiller, Pennsylvania uh, post office. But um, we like it this way. We like it out here where I can ride a four-wheeler and I can uh, I can have a, a crack open a, a beer on a Saturday night and and go on a hayride. <laughs> I think it's a great location <laughs> and uh, it was, it was cool to drive through, uh, you know, the little towns to get here, Todd. So uh, glad to be in Pennsylvania. Shout out to Sean Naren and Chris Antipas, two of my best friends in pharmacy, really giving me some great direction as pharmacy owners. We're going to be meeting with them later tonight, but I want to jump into a conversation with you. What I just kicked off and saying, and why do you think, we're in a day and age today, and I have my opinions and I'll give you my opinions, but I want your opinions because you come from that pharma manufacturing world. That's where you lived. You know, you're still there, but you lived in a different capacity then. Why are we seeing a willingness to bring pharmacists now into the fold and really making these meaningful discussions with physicians on disease states and conditions at a level that we didn't see 10 and 20 years ago? It's a, it's a good question. You know, I would say that just like every organization, you, you know, pharma's looking for every angle and every resource and every player in healthcare to get their message out, right? So, you know, when I when I look back into the farm, my pharma days, you know, at any time we were launching a drug or anytime we had an update on the disease state, you know, we would we would go down the players. Obviously, we would work with physicians, but pharmacies were very key. And that's increasing, uh, you know, day after day. And I think it's because of a few things. I think number one, pharma manufacturers, whether it be a brand or a generic, uh, they've got to get the word out, right? And they, they know that pharmacies are kind of that entity that touches the patient, right? And so whether it be a copay card, whether it be a disease state update, uh, whether it be any kind of resource that a manufacturer could support a pharmacy with, um, they are going to do that. And so the relationship is key. And I think that's going to keep uh, becoming a center uh, for the healthcare, kind of the supply chain. 
So my own opinion, just as the consumer, the non-pharmacist of, of this whole thing, and um, I just, I see the clarity, the transparency, the fake news pressure on everyone to, to be transparent. And I think because of that, physicians don't have time that they may have had 20 years ago, not saying that they weren't busy, but when they're, when they're diagnosing, when they're moving forward in a therapy, I think they're all realizing now medications have become more complex, especially in the specialty state. Let's tap into the knowledge of a pharmacist who concentrates on just that, just the medications and be able to ongoing as the, as the, as the, as the treatment rolls out to be able to come back to a pharmacist and say, okay, what's next? This isn't working or, or what can we adjust? You bring up a, a point I was going to uh, just bring up. I was reading a report on, on, on McK- from McKinsey and one of the consulting groups in healthcare. And the trend is more specialty medications, more biologics, more oncology, you know, rare disease treatments, right? So a lot of these treatments, they need handholding. They need, it's a different experience. And so, you, you know, during my tenure, I saw how a specialty pharmacy or a hub or a pharmacy could be a very key part to those medications. Obviously, we have the day-to-day stuff, blood pressure or diabetes or statins, but, you know, the new trend or the trends that we're seeing are these biologics, these specialty medications, these oncology medications that need more handholding. And so pharmacists play a huge role in that, a huge role in that. And I think manufacturers see that. They see the access. I think they see the purity and the ability to tap into a pharmacist knowledge and relaying information to a collaborative physician, nurse practitioner, whoever is in in the care team per se, to make sense of it and also to give guidance to um, those physicians in making changes to treatment and ongoing treatment. Had a conversation with George Van Antwerp recently. Uh, he's senior manager at Deloitte. And he wrote a a white paper with his team called The Future of Pharmacy and how he knows and he sees, as we all know, that it's being disrupted, it's changing, and the transformative uh, role of the pharmacist is is finally here. It's upon us. It's not something that's going to be coming, especially with sciences and technologies that are coming out of artificial intelligence. I just got back from the HIMSS conference, um, largest conference of healthcare IT in the world, and artificial intelligence, pharmacogenomics, drug development, um, automatic packaging systems, all of that is being fused together. It's not separated now. I see the silos finally coming down. I see public relations teams working as they've never worked before as conduits of, of communications between groups and between payers and between the providers. And this is an exciting time to be in pharmacy and you came at this market with your model at the right time. You came walking into the studio and the first thing you said was a comment about transparency and how important that is. I want you to give our listeners, uh, if you haven't heard about RX Rise, a little insight into why you think transparency is so important for the future of what you're doing. It was a mindset shift. And, and when you look at the definition of a marketplace, you know, it is, it is transparent. It is competitive. It is dynamic. And if you look at some of the marketplaces, just in the consumer world, Amazon, obviously we just always think of that one, Airbnbs and that, 
there's a transparency to it. There is a competition to it. So the price is right there. You know, folks can compete for business. And so what I said to you walking in was, you know, as we have manufacturers come on board, um, wholesalers and distributors and medical supply companies come on board, uh, they're posting thousands of products now. We're up to 3,200 products with more to come. That's in 80 days. And the thing I like the most about it is when you when you get to the marketplace, a buyer has that chance right there to see a transparent price in a competitive environment that's dynamic, right? That they can just click on it and buy, hopefully before someone else does. And so it's it's everything that a buyer would want, in my opinion, whether it be a pharmacy or a pharmaceutical buyer from a huge hospital, GPO. Uh, and so that's the transparency that RX Rise brings. Along with that, then what does that mean? That means one of the biggest line items for a pharmacy is cost of goods. Mm -hmm. And so they can easily, you know, we have a few features that I'd love to demo, uh, you know, folks out there. If you ever want to demo, just reach out to RX Rise and uh, it's on our website and, and we can do that for you. But, um, you know, there's, there's ability to upload your products and our products and do comparative analysis and, and things like that. So um, if you're a pharmacy out there and cost of goods is on your mind, I think our marketplace could be a great solution for you. Yeah, when you think of building your contracts between your wholesaler and how the buying group plays into it and your GPO contracts. And I remember when I was forming Pharmacy GPO, which was the, it was stood for gross profit optimization. We had about 78 members. We were doing about 9.4 million a month in drug buy through HD Smith. And our total average was 27% of their buy was generics. And the rest of course was brand. And when you think of the pocket between the brand and the generic in your contract that you have an opportunity to save on products. It's that short date opportunity that you guys present to them, which I think is absolutely brilliant. How are they going to uh, manage that when you're talking about the wholeness of the contract, when you are balancing between um, you don't want to disrupt your contract with like a major wholesaler that says you have to buy 82 percent of your total buy thrust. Like, how does that all work? How does that tie into it? Yeah, I mean, so so first of all, when when you're um, it's a good question. When you're a pharmacy, we don't have there, there's no contract, so it's free for pharmacy buyers, right? There's no obligation to buy. There's no percentages. There's no fees, right? We we pass our fees over to the suppliers or manufacturers, and so. Um, what we see in the feedback we get is there's always this window that pharmacies are looking to go outside of maybe the primary and say, Hey, listen, I can get a short dated brand, a short dated generic at a way cheaper price. I can rationalize this, uh, based on the volume that I need. And so it, it doesn't, we're not asking for 50% of anyone's business or 20% for that matter. Right. We're looking for the thousands of pharmacies out there are pharmaceutical buyers to come join a marketplace where maybe it's 1%, mm -hmm. but it, it, it gives them a solution outside of their primary purchasing habits. Yep. And, you know, when you talk short dated, you know, it's a, it's an $51 billion a year issue in healthcare. It affects, I've learned, obviously I knew it would affect manufacturers. It affects wholesalers, distributors, it affects the whole supply chain. And so when we launched this, it's been cool to see the other entities in the supply chain reach out and say, hey, we've got this issue too. I mean, think of COVID masks. We've had medical supply companies say, hey, we've got 
tons of stuff that we, we can put on here at a really cheap price. And, and it just brings value to, to buyers. Right. So um, that's my, that's my take on that, Todd. Um, it's that one-stop shop and, and, you know, we're just getting started 80 days in. So I think of long-term care, senior care, uh, the community pharmacy, the compounders, the specialty pharmacy, we even have some mixed bags out there that, that have a multitude of services under their banner that they're growing because they have to grow because there's been so many obstacles to growing a privately owned pharmacy, regardless of the setting. Are you serving anyone and everyone or who are you concentrating on? So our, our focus, you know, in, in no particular order, other 21,000 independent strong, you mentioned hospitals, GPOs, long-term care facilities. You know, I, I want to throw another one in there that we talked about during the first podcast is these consumer healthcare pharmacies, like the capsules and true pills. Yeah. You, you know, there is a whole other dynamic, as you know, Todd, uh, of those as well. So uh, if you're a, you know, I say pharmacy or pharmaceutical buyer, you know, we're, we're, we're open to, to, you know, you, you ju- jumping on board, right. And, and going to rxrise.com. So. I think of the micro chains and I also think of the larger organizations, like I'm thinking of health Mart being able to benefit from something like this yeah, giant absolutely. Eagle right here in Pittsburgh, um, a shout out to giant Eagle. I think that there's an opportunity for them to take advantage of this platform and then pass savings on as a competitor in the market <laughs> yeah. to their patient. Yeah. And, and then how do we turn this into a, a, a way of educating the physician pharmacist and manufacturer together so that when we do have a short date, not only are we telling them that it's either here or it's coming, but now we can turn around and give them additional education about the medication and the disease state. That's a, that's a gap I'd love to fill, right? The, the disease state and education, that's the world I came from. Yep. Was education, promotion, disease state promotion, um, you, you know, medical affairs, science, right? So that, that is uh, a need that, RX Rise would love to be a part of, right? Because you've got thousands of products on, on the website, right? And so even I, even I struggle with, oh, what is this for? What is this indicated yeah. for? Seriously. What, wait, so I just got, we just got a, uh, we just had a par- partnership with a, a company that does a, a contraceptive and, you know, I, I never heard of it and it's just, it's on me and it's cause we have so <laughs> many, we have so many products. And so it's been great to learn about, all these different products. But then I was thinking, boy, if I don't, you, you know, if I'm struggling with this, I'm sure there's others struggling with this as well, because I came from a lot of, you know, the manufacturing side. So uh, there's a gap there and we'd love to be a part of that, Todd. I, I know we, we've talked about it, yep. but, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it can be more than just selling short dates and dated product on our website, right? There exactly. can be content and there can be, you know, content that's, you know, very structured and targeted to certain buyers. Absolutely. Exactly. Yep, I'm going to target it to pharmacists because I love you guys. You guys are amazing. You're my favorite providers. Everything that you've done through this pandemic has shown. Nobody was talking and telling your story. You went out there and you did it all by yourself. I think of Skip Pack Pharmacy out there that uh, he dressed up as as Superman and he got the (laughs) kids involved and he went out to the parking lot and he started welcoming people with the cars that were pulling in for the vaccination. So um, 
this is not a single effort. This is a this is an all hands on deck effort. So um, I'm all for it. I'll, I want to say thank you so much for coming to the studio and actually sharing a little of your insights about what's happening with RX Rise. I want to challenge our listeners right now. Just take a look at this platform. Please go to rxrise.com. Um, we'll have the uh, membership shine, sign up link in the show notes. And if you want to uh, reach out to Adam, um, he'll, his contact information, his uh, LinkedIn will be in the show notes as well. Adam, this has been awesome. I hope that you're not a stranger. Uh, I can't wait for happy hour tonight with Sean yeah, and Chris. It's going to be fun. I can't wait either. I've, I'm becoming a Steelers fan. Just, just, uh, <laughs> just being the Steelers, here. Steelers play, played two weeks. It's all oh, I've heard oh. since I've landed. Four weeks. Four who weeks. You, yeah. Who do you, who do you even root for down in Raleigh? Oh gosh, it's been a mixed bag. I'm originally from Ohio, so okay. it started with the Browns, and then I was in D.C. and it was the Redskins. So I am all over the map, and so I, I just enjoy sports. The Browns uh, are not the team they used to be. They're amazing they're not, now. And I can't say that up here because they're the same division. So tonight, <laughs> yeah. tonight I'll just zip it. But uh, uh, it's been cool to see what right when I landed to see the Steelers stuff. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and the fans. The so. escalator down. The escalator you saw Franco down. Harris. Franco Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I look forward to, um, you know, tonight and tomorrow. I've seen a bunch of, bunch of pharmacies tomorrow as well. Yep. But Todd, it's always great to be on this show. I, I love that you're bridging the gap between manufacturers, pharmacies, yep. the supply chain. And, you, you know, I'm here to support it. And thanks for having me at the world headquarters of PPN. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Adam. Thank you. Hey, listen, listeners, please share this podcast on your social media. Please tag at RX Rise and also at Pharmacy Podcast. Once again, we appreciate you. We thank you for everything you're doing. Please reach out to the show if there's anything I can do for you. We have such an an amazing network. September 1st, Jamie Wilkie, Dr. Wilkie and I will be doing a special webinar on 20 specialty career choices and career paths for pharmacists. Don't miss that webinar. I'll also put that in the show notes of this episode. Adam, we're out. Thank you so much. Awesome. See you guys. Take care.